0: Hey everyone, real quick before we get started, uh, the topic matter in this episode does get pretty heavy at parts, Um, so if you want to skip to around like the halfway mark or two-thirds of the way through, I think that's where it starts to get a little bit lighter, but uh, consider this a trigger warning for um, pretty heavy content in regards to mental health and the struggles we're in. Uh, With that being said, enjoy the episode. Dear Jazzy, adults over the age of 18. If you are not a veteran looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteens.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me, last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 51, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Sarshine.
1: And I am your co-host for the day,
0: Fonny ABDL, back again. Back again. I was going to say, I was, I was, I was like asking myself, like, should I say and with me as a guest or is Fonny going to do the thing? And there was like a little bit of like a pause there. I was just too like, late. Oh, sh- too late. You already hopped in there. Yes. i Yes. <laughs> Fonny is back uh, as, as per popular demand. Um, it feels like it's been a while since I've done the show in everything, but I think that's because last week was a solo. Oh god, the yawn counter! Yawn counter at one, everyone. That's because last week was a solo episode, (laughs) and I was kind of like, maybe this isn't for me. But uh, I was like, hey, uh, hey, Fonny, you wanna come on the show again? And then Fonny said,
1: Let me see if I can rearrange my schedule. Yes, of course I do.
0: And that is the story of how Fani came on. How have you been since the last time you've been on?
1: I've been good. Work's been good. Uh, personal projects have been really good. I'm sewing lots. Um, I just got a volunteer position at a place that I really, really want to work as a costume shop helper.
0: Oh my god, that's awesome!
1: Right? That's yeah. amazing. So I'm very excited to start that in a couple months.
0: That's awesome.
1: I've and been. You?
0: Oh, you know, I've been um, I told you a little bit in our PM, but I've just been keeping busy on audio projects. Um, I think the biggest news is that Gray and I started officially, you know, we have the money set aside and we are officially looking into buying a house before the end of the year. So we're really excited about that. And part of that is hey, congratulations. Looking- yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. So part of that is deciding, you know, what goes into, yes, House Hype, indeed Skywalker. Um, What goes into my nursery and what goes into my studio? Because I haven't had a studio (laughs) for a few years. And it's like weird thinking about setting my monitors back up and like all my mics and the amps and the guitars and everything. So I'm like really excited And then also remembering that I have to build a soundproof chamber so I don't annoy Gray with uh, the the raucous sounds Mm -hmm. of rock and roll music and everything. But um, part of the new studio is a Shure SM7B microphone. So and for those who don't know, if you listen to any of like the big quote unquote podcasts out there they use sm7b's it's it's called the thriller mic because that's what michael jackson used on the whole thriller record they're like legendary in the industry and they make my voice sound nice and fm radio and everything so i'm really excited about that one mic in particular because i'm a dork for this type of stuff but this isn't a audio engineering podcast this is a sex advice podcast isn't that what we do here on this show Fani? i i think so i think so in the past it's been i hope so <laughs> i i hope so too uh before we do we have to talk about our wonderful patrons that are helping me achieve financial stability and, and putting money away in the house fund thank you so much uh Coming in at the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout out, we have Damio, Fluffy Nate, Gosh Cheeks, Ray Star, and Tone Cluster. <gasps> One breath, people. I am a professional. In the $5 Kingster tier, which gets you a username shout out, and also a set of nude photographs once a month from yours truly, delivered via Discord, is AB Michael, Brya, Casa, Juicebox, Maxi Skywalker, and the Starling Family. <gasps> breath number two. Hell yes. Uh, in the $10. fetishist tier which gets you all of the below including an extended shout out and also a porn video a little short little clip from me once a month we have ishi and scotia and the 15 dollars cinder tier which gives you some co-director input creative input into the videos and everything uh Aside from everything else, we have Lucy and Kaneko, which Kaneko, thank you for getting me into pro wrestling. I was up till four last night (laughs) watching matches of big, sweaty people hitting each other. And it was pretty nice, not going to lie. And then the $20 Deviant tier, which gets you all the below, including your name written on me for all the content. We have Daddy Gray, who writes, Jazzy is a cute little stinker. Jamie Bell, who writes, don't forget to buy your DJ bingo cards, gamers. Joe and Sluggy, who writes very specifically, can my shout out be, quote, diaper go, but the is the noise you make when you put your hand to. Oh, shit, I did it wrong. Put your hand to the mouth. To be fair, she did uh, spell it B.L.P.T., in all caps and then repeated all the letters. So I just, I just went with what I knew there. Anyways, this is an advice show, but also as part of the advice show, um, we got an amazing suggestion for a topic. And, you know, sometimes we do topics on the show. Sometimes we do just questions. Sometimes we do both. It's a both night. Um, so let me find the original. I'm a professional. Here we go. So, Wait, nope. Where is it? Where is it? Aha! <laughs> I, I I lost the screenshot. Here we go. Uh, we have uh, an amazing suggestion who came in from uh, that came in from Skywalker Ranch, and uh, he wrote um, basically talking about how he's been noticing that a lot of people. In our circle, in our kink community, specifically centered around ABDL, and more specifically around the trans community. Uh, He's been noticing that a lot of us have been feeling really down in the dumps and really crappy lately. Obviously, to varying degrees of feeling crappiness, some more severe than others and everything. But, And I told him, you know, that's something I've noticed, too, that a lot of us have been feeling kind of meh lately and he said you know i think that would make a great topic to talk about on the show and i said i absolutely agree because it pertains to everything the show stands for giving advice serving the lgbtq plus community and also within our very specific kink community so that's what we're going to be talking about uh very specifically um fani you have whipped up an amazing powerpoint once again, talking about seasonal affective disorder, otherwise known as basically like you get sad in the winter. And then also, there's a lot of other things at play talking about how, you know, that there's a pandemic outside and where a lot of us don't have a lot of money right now, and how some people are stuck quarantining with crappy family members and everything. So there's a million things going on that are contributing to this. Also, Skywalker, I see you in the chat is no problem. Thank you for suggesting this episode. Before we get started, if you do want to join in on the show, if you're listening to the recorded version, uh, you can hit me up on Discord, Jasmine Starshine 0001, or on Twitter at LilJazzyBaby, and for an invite to our server, uh, Fonny, can you please take us away to conversation land?
1: Okie dokie. Uh, So, yeah, we're talking about seasonal affective disorder, uh, which is shortened down to SAD or SAD. Um, So whenever we're talking about SAD, we're talking about this disorder and not like, oh, sad feelings. We're
0: talking about the big SAD.
1: Yeah, the big, long SAD.
0: The big, long SAD.
1: Not the big, long thing that I want in my life. Anyways.
0: Uh, Oh.
1: So I wrote down... Oh, we're just coming
0: right out of the gate into it. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Please
1: continue. We gotta keep this one light.
0: Yes, indeed. I I was wholly unprepared. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Seasonal affective disorder and you. So you're a seasonal sad bitch. What are you going to do about it? That is uh, the title of this presentation. It is. Um, and we should probably start by, like, giving an actual definition to sad instead of just being like, oh, yeah, in the winter you get sad. Um, so it's a type of depression. So there's major depre- depressive disorder. Major depressive disorder. There we go. Got it. Which is ongoing and persistent. And that's what I have. Um, and then there's seasonal affective disorder, which uh, comes and goes with seasonal changes usually happens around the same time every year for the affected person. Um, most common in the fall or winter, uh, but it can also affect you in spring or summer.
0: Absolutely. And
1: uh, it is different from major depressive disorder, as I said, because it persists regardless of uh, because uh, major depressive disorder persists regardless of seasonal changes. Um, your regular depression or Major depressive disorder can feel worse in certain seasons, so some of the self-care tips that I mentioned later uh, might help you. Um, But unlike SAD, major depressive disorder doesn't go away whenever that season is over. Jazzy, do you have much uh, experience with depression?
0: Oh, Lord, do I ever. Um
1: all right, awesome.
0: I do. Um
1: I mean not like awesome, awesome, but like I'm yeah glad that we get to both talk about our uh experiences with depression.
0: Yeah. When you said um MDD that's what I have. I really wanted to lean into the mic and go, same and like like do a high five <laughs> little bit there and everything. But yeah, no, that that is yeah. definitely my experience. I also have that on top of, you know, my other diagnoses. That I live with and everything, but it absolutely cycles and gets worse in, um, in, in the winter and everything soup. I totally saw your comment. I won't forget. I mm-hmm. promise. Um, <laughs> and they got me off track talking about camp buddy. Um, but yeah, no, it totally does get worse in, in the winter as do like a lot of other A lot of other things like I I find that my OCD gets a little bit worse and the anxiety gets a little bit worse. And I think it just has to do with like the general feel and of of like the space time, like where you are and when you are and everything and how you are and how that affects, you know, that whole of you. I'm going to give you back the talking stick.
1: Okay, I will firmly grasp the talking stick.
0: Firmly grasp it.
1: Um, <laughs> firmly grasp it.
0: Firmly. The lid. The lid. <laughs>
1: the, the lid. Hey, um, moving on from Spongebob memes from 20 years ago, doesn't that make you feel a little bit upset that, like, Spongebob was, like, 20 years ago?
0: How dare you?
1: How Hansel? dare you? We're talking about being sad. Oh. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, now you might feel, and now you might feel sad, which is kind of the the topic of this like next slide that I've got set up that is titled "What Does Sad Feel Like."
0: That just diagnosed me with turning to dust disorder. <laughs> I feel like I just got Thanos snapped with my old age. All my bones simultaneously gave out when you said Spongebob is over 20 years old. I just felt my soul leave my body.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: So please tell me what... Yeah, no,
1: it gets me too.
0: <laughs> please tell me what capital SAD feels
1: like. Yeah, um, like some people might be wondering, do I have sad? Um, there's a pretty good chance of it, honestly. Uh, SAD is a disorder that usually gets worse as the season progresses, so it might be hard to realize you've been depressed for a while, kind of like whenever the water heats up around you and you're like, oh, I think it might be too hot, and it has probably been getting too hot for a while, but I didn't notice. Um, and the usual depression symptoms do apply here, um... There's a lot of overlap between seasonal affective disorder and major depressive disorder. So you've still got like the low energy, the losing interest in hobbies, the trouble sleeping, difficulty concentrating, memory issues, a persistent feeling of low self-worth, some agitation and frustration, appetite changes, and frequently thinking about death or suicide. And it is very worth mentioning here that there are many forms of suicidal thinking. Uh, the form that I usually get is passive suicidal thinking, uh, where you just feel like you'd be all right with dying if it suddenly happened. It's a pretty common way of thinking about suicide and should be kept in check with self care and possibly therapy,
0: mm-hmm. but it's
1: not immediately dangerous.
0: As you know, funny, we other... are big proponents of therapy on Dear Jazzy.
1: Oh yes. Therapy's fun. It is Go fun. It. Mm-hmm. I love therapists. Amazing people. For
0: real, um, for real. anyways,
1: the second form that uh, I have written down here is the more serious one. it is active suicidal thinking and that's about making plans and carrying them out. And that would be like searching things uh, on the internet like how you would carry it out, gathering things, uh, making plans to use certain things. And if you're experiencing that, you have to get help. You have to go to the hospital or call the suicide hotline, it's free. Uh, you should talk to a mental health specialist or your general practitioner if you've got one. You have to get in touch with a trusted friend or family member if there's someone around you, and you have to know that you're better off living. And I want people to do a little bit of homework. If you have had suicidal thoughts before or have had an a experience with depression, I want you to find a text or talk hotline number and save it in your phone or write it down.
0: Uh, I think I'm also going to put some in the show notes because um, uh, there's absolutely no shame in us talking about these things because, you know, I I totally believe in sharing my stories for terms of solidarity. Um, I was not, as, as a lot of you know, I was not feeling too great in January um, not super dark, but definitely wasn't 100% and I actually did reach out to a text hotline who really helped me out and worked worked through some things and it was really helpful. And then Gray was also helping me as well. And I had a very like soft come down from when I was feeling like crap and everything. Um, I'm going to leave uh, in the show notes a couple of different hotline numbers and websites that you can check out. Uh, they're all free and anonymous and everything. And the other reason why we're going to do that is because you never ever ever want to call 911 when you're having a mental health crisis because they won't send paramedics, they will likely send cops who are not trained to deal with that and will very mm-hmm. likely answer the door. It this is speaking from through an American lens. They will very likely answer the door with their guns, and that's that's not a good situation. So, and the best rule of thumb is to hit up the the hotlines.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and that's why I say go to the hospital. Like, don't do the nine one one as a middleman thing because you never know who they're gonna send. But you can go directly to the hospital, and the um, nurses and doctors there um, should. Not always, but they should be able to take care of you while you're in your worst time.
0: That is absolutely, um, that was totally my experience. Um, I've been, I think I've talked about on the show how I've been inpatient three times, um, twice as a teen and then once when I was 18. Um, They absolutely are there to help. And while they may not always know the best way to help, the more that they get to know you interact with you, that puzzle starts to fill in the pieces and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Um, I've got a like a pretty in-depth family history of these sorts of things. So like whatever I kind of recommend is just stuff that's happened to me or my family um uh, and also some close to friends i've had some friends spend a bunch of time away in like psychiatric hospitals it's always been fun to like check in with them and they've got new interesting stories about where they've been
0: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is one of the things i i totally walked out with was just stories <laughs> my yeah. oh my do i have stories oh yeah But
1: yeah, Yeah, I'm going uh, to... Did we want to go on to the the next part here?
0: Yes, uh, let's.
1: Okie dokie. Yeah, I just have a couple of special like extra notes about seasonal affective disorder. um, Where there are differences between like the winter form of it and the summer form. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the winter form, you're more likely uh, to feel inclined to oversleep. You're more likely to want to eat way more carbs than usual. And you're probably going to feel super tired. Um, Whereas in the summer, you might have trouble sleeping, even if it's not too hot inside. Um, You might experience insomnia that you don't usually get in the winter. Uh, You might lose your appetite. And you might feel a lot more anxious and agitated than usual. Um, And these things, uh, if you're feeling out of sorts with these things... um, those are symptoms related to seasonal affective disorder and should be treated as such. And if you're feeling out of sorts for days or weeks at a time, it might be major depressive disorder or seasonal affective disorder. And you should talk to a doctor about it.
0: Absolutely. I think you absolutely mm-hmm. nailed that one. I don't have much to tack on to that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Like I use my uh, my degree... A little bit. I got to get my money's worth out of this friggin degree that I took.
0: I was going to say my Um, degree is an audio. So my job is to make you sound really good while you're while the words you're saying also sound really good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're a power couple. Oh, yeah. I I don't know what type of (laughs) taking on the world.
0: I don't know what type of sound effect I was trying to do there. I was doing, like, a hand motion, like a power ranger. Oh, shit. Like, there's a bingo card slot right there. (laughs) I was trying to do, like, like a power ranger's maneuver with my arms, like, or, like, (laughs) it just didn't work. (laughs) Power team, Yeah.
1: This i'm still gonna a, clap for you i'm proud of you thank like our you list.
0: thank you i i am
1: you're
0: uh, trying your best i am i i want a gold star that's a, uh, jazzy tried her best on the show <laughs>
1: i'll look that up for you after we're done yeah oh thank you
0: all right i am write it, g- right it down yes i'm going to put that in the show notes right here jazzy gets a star Spelled it
1: wrong, but it's still in there now Gonna... Anyway, speaking of Power Rangers, I'm sure everyone knows now, but uh, did you know that the suited up scenes were the Japanese cast and the unsuited scenes were the American cast? And it's a mishmash of Japanese and American scenes put together for the American show.
0: As a matter of fact, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the Japanese name again? Remind me.
1: Oh, gosh. Super uh, Sentai? not tell you that much. Is I, Super Sentai is the, the name of the genre? Are yeah. You, I don't know. Please, chat, help me. I only right. parts of cool facts.
0: All right, Google, help us out here in this little intermission. Power Rangers, Japanese name. Google says Super Sentai. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Uh, moving on, back to Seasonal Affective Disorder. Yes. Um, there are a couple things to do uh, if you suspect that you might have SAD or if you have been diagnosed with SAD. Regardless, you can um, do some things without a, without a doctor's advice. Um, so part of the reason that SAD happens in the winter is that decreased sunlight can throw off your biological clock and um, kind of mess with your brain chemicals. Something that you can do is to uh, increase the amount of natural light that you get in a day. I know a lot of us love to keep our blinds closed. Like, stay out world. I'm going to close my blinds and it's going to be nice and dark and cozy in here. Stop it. Open your blinds in the morning and let light into your living areas. Uh, it will make you feel a little happier. Can you Whenever speak- I was... uh Sorry?
0: I was going to say, can you speak more on that when it comes to, like, the actual, like, chemistry of that with, like, the vitamins that you get from the sun's photons and radiation and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, the, the, I didn't really go through with psychology. Like, I switched to anthropology, so, like, I don't remember everything. But there are some fun little neurotransmitters that are swimming around in your brain. Um, My favorite ones are serotonin and, um... The other one that makes you happy?
0: Dopamine.
1: Again? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And your serotonin yeah. can be thrown off uh, if you don't get enough vitamin D. Where do you get vitamin D? Yeah. Uh, your. Jazz. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering when that joke would come to
0: fruition. Thank you. So I'm
1: gonna put you in time out. No. Oh, <laughs>
0: No, no, that's not necessary. So I'm
1: rolling up my newspaper. No, n- for
0: no. <laughs> Next, you're going to bring out the spray bottle.
1: Yeah, I sure am. No, you shouldn't have let me know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, joking aside, vitamin D. Yeah.
1: So, vitamin D, uh, your body is able to make and process vitamin D from sunlight. Um, so going through the chain, sunlight helps you get vitamin D, vitamin D helps you process serotonin. Serotonin makes you a little happier. If you break that chain by not having natural light, you don't make the happy juice.
0: And when you have happy juice, the brain don't go burr.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the brain don't let you go burr.
0: Brain no um, go so far.
1: opening your blind in the morning and letting light in, uh, is pretty important when I was looking for an apartment, because I know that like the sun really affects how I feel. Um, I went to like six different places and picked the one with the biggest windows and I don't regret it. It's been amazing.
0: You know, that was a big um, selling point on my apartment as well. Just like a really big bay window. And when gray was asking me, okay, what are the, th- where your wants and needs for the house? And under needs i was like you know i really would like to have like a book nook where i can take in natural light and read and work and do my thing and he's like yeah it's a good idea
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's really awesome i'm so glad that you have a book nook they're great yeah
0: well I just hopefully we'll have a book like nook a eventually
1: mm-hmm. oh right yeah okay yeah um but yeah, I know that a lot of people are stuck without big windows. Like, they might be renting a basement, or they just don't have a house with nice big windows. So you can get sun lamps and box uh, light boxes, and those mimic natural light close enough to help you get that vitamin D without, like, sending UV rays at you. Um, and you can just use those for a short amount of time during the day. It's usually, internet says, from, like, 20 to 45 minutes, usually with this light. So, like, if you just eat breakfast under the light or um, do a little bit of whatever you do sitting down, like on your computer um, for a little bit of time during the day with that light on, it should help if you do it daily.
0: My mom actually got me one of those when I was in college, and it made mm-hmm. my dorm life so much less miserable. Just having that lamp alone was fantastic
1: mm-hmm yeah i can recommend them
0: indeed soup says humans are plants it's true it's true
1: we got cells they got cells we need light they need light water yeah
0: Yep. check hey we got cells they got cells uh bingo bongo we got some dna noodles we're good to go
1: <laughs> <laughs> i might as well be a tomato yeah all right um, next next little bit here so there's uh, decreased sunlight so get some more light um, you can also reach out to a therapist um, even one of the subsidized or phone off therapists usually in your area you might be able to find like sliding scale fee therapists um, I've been able to go so- to some for as low as $25 Canadian which is like $2 American or something like that now about yeah about right. god I'm so sad about my uh, just worthless money now.
0: <laughs> uh. It's
1: like, what, I get 75, no, you get 75 cents per hour dollar because yours is so much stronger right now. Right. Um, it, and it's been it, like that forever.
0: If it makes you feel better, the dollar is about to collapse in the wake of the new currency, which is GameStop stock and doggie coin, apparently, according to Elon Musk.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs>
0: there's my <laughs> there's a weekly political post. Check on check that off on your bingo card.
1: Yeah, if the economy makes you sad, go to a sliding scale therapist.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Or uh, one of the phone app therapists might also be able to help you. If you can afford it, it's like as low as $30. um, And going up from there, you can reach out to a phone app therapist. And they're pretty nice because you can just like text them. Um, I've heard
0: good things about phone app uh, therapists, actually.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're real therapists and you're reaching out to them in in the way that you kind of reach out to everyone else, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And therapists can help you with making self-care plans and finding coping strategies. In fact, that's like the thing that they really want to send you home with is having some homework to do, uh, whether it be like, think about your relationship with your mother or, hey, how about you have breakfast for dinner if making dinner is really stressful?
0: I think one of the best things that, Um, my therapists plural (laughs) over the many years I've been in therapy have um, helped me work on was cognitive behavioral therapy and that has been like Mm -hmm. such a game changer because not only does it help you with the sad um, it also really helps with executive functioning which is such a big Mm -hmm. huge thing when it comes to depression yes yes yeah uh, I see uh, and um, I've this, had help
1: with that too, where it's like, oh, this is overwhelming. And they say, Well, you can just do one little bit. And I'm like, What do you mean I can just do one little bit? And they're like, Yeah, the world's not gonna fall apart if you just sort the laundry. Yeah.
0: That's literally that that is so cognitive behavioral therapy in how you construct that sentence. It's like so spot on.
1: Yeah. As you can see, I've got experience with it. Yes. it's it's a lot of fun and i recommend it for everyone
0: it is fun i see one more little note down at the bottom uh you wrote that says an antidepressant may help uh might also be right for you uh, and should be discussed with a doctor
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm on a medication it helps me a lot i really like it i don't know if i'm ever going to stop taking it probably not so an antidepressant might also be right for you. You might have to try a couple different ones before something fits quite right. This is my second one. Uh, I also take a vitamin D supplement, just to make sure that I'm getting the right amount of vitamin D. Yeah, uh,
0: like Fani, I am also on um, antidepressants, and I've been on for God so many years, and I likely, I also likely will not ever be off them because you know it gives me the. The brain chemicals that I don't have enough of, and I say that because there's absolutely no shame if you need uh or want or anything with any depressants and I really feel like that stigma has been going away over the years because, mm-hmm. as fate would have it, so many of us are depressed, and it was never talked about until our generation <laughs> and everything. But, um, yeah, no, if you're still kind of struggling with that, like, kind of internalized ableism of just like, oh, I don't want antidepressants because that means X, Y, Z, I would talk to your doctor about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I spent a long time thinking, oh, well, no, it, I can't be bad enough that I need anything. But then, you know, I... I did a little thinking and went, well, it can't really hurt to go to the doctor and just talk about it. Right. Um, so I went to the doctor and I said, I think I might be depressed. And he said, fill out this form. And I filled out the form and then he said, you passed the test. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you've got depression. And I went, oh shit. (laughs) And, and then like, I guess I knew. Um, and then he was like, here, try these, this, this medication and come back and, in a month and see how you feel well he said six weeks but i went back in a month because i felt just terrible on them and then mm-hmm. he was like oh if you feel really terrible on them we'll switch them out right away and i'm on Wellbutrin.
0: yo same big same yeah Wellbutrin makes me feel good
1: mm-hmm. makes the brain go burr
0: it does make the brain go burr and then uh to help mm-hmm. with the anxiety and OCD I am also on Zoloft and those together makes the brain Ooh. feel really good
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good cocktail you've got going on there
0: oh that's not even all of it you got to throw in the the HRT into there as well
1: <laughs> and Oh, it that's get, right yeah
0: it, it gets spicy but um it <laughs> <laughs> getting the right balance of that cocktail took a very long time Of just getting it right. (laughs) Coming in with the spicy. In the chat. Um, (laughs) It it does take. And you know. Just like Fonny said. You know you may try something. Like you may try Prozac. And find that Prozac doesn't work for you. Or you may try lithium. And find oh lithium really works for me. But it has this really crappy side effect. Or Mm
1: -hmm. they may
0: prescribe Effexor. In which case you should slap them. Because Effexor sucks. Um. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> god i hated Effectser so much okay so in the in the spirit yeah. of keeping it light um Effexor, when i was a teenager actually made me constipated for two weeks fun fact oh no and given that this is an nsfw and very tmi show i feel like that's <laughs> fine to talk about because it was really funny even if it was absolutely yeah. just awful and painful it was more funny than anything and it was just like why, God, why have you forsaken me?
1: <laughs> oh, but you're all better now.
0: I, I'm all better now. I'm all better now. Well, I'm no longer great. on Effexor and um, my my movements as they were <laughs> are very healthy and regular. <laughs> but, um,
1: Yay,
0: yeah, no, Effexor all... sucks. Mm hmm i <laughs> never tried and, it uh, don't uh, apologies to anyone who is on okay. FXR and really benefits from it my sincere apologies
1: mm-hmm. So, yeah that's a good disclaimer that like yeah this sucked for you but it might work really well for someone else
0: Yeah, Sluggy how dare you in the chat how dare you <laughs> let's go on to the next <laughs> to the next slide and not dwell on Sluggy's very ignorant comment
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. How dare you, Sluggy? How dare Um, you? (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to move on to self-care and focusing on the stuff that you can do for yourself because I know that a lot of us come from uh, sort of like low-income backgrounds or have trouble reaching out and finding resources. So what are some things that you can just do on your own? Um, With the the idea in mind that the most radical thing that you can do is to take care of yourself. Um, So because... That is pretty common, like seasonal affective disorder is common enough that you might have it, especially if anyone else in your family has a related mental illness, like depression, bipolar, schizophrenia. Um, even if you think that the chance is low, it's still a good habit to make sure that you're getting a good amount of natural light and maybe add a vitamin supplement to your diet like I did with vitamin D. Maybe you might like those gummy vitamins that are like multivitamins. Those are fun. Those are fun. Um, yeah. I did Even, find out, though, that some gummy vitamins can't be taken at the same time as other medications.
0: That is true.
1: I have to take, yeah, I have to take mine like two hours after my other medications, which kind of sucks, but that's okay.
0: I think this is an important note to touch on because, you know, talking about med interactions and also you need to mm-hmm. be very careful with over-the-counter things. Like if you take melatonin or something, make sure that doesn't interact with uh, other things mm-hmm. you may be taking. And I say that because um, for Capcom 2019, when I went with Niff and Ruka, um for a week preceding and then the week during um, Cap, I was taking uh, Nello, which is a uh, internal deodorant to make, you know, your body not smell. It, it was supposed to, it was originally made for hunters, so they're able to like stay out in the Mm. woods and their natural body smells wouldn't like alert animals, but it also works really well if you don't want, you know, your, your poor caregiver to have to wear, you know, a a gas mask during changes or that sort of thing. So I wanted to be nice to Niff Mm -hmm. and I was on that for a total of two weeks. Uh, Turns out activated charcoal absorbs all the other, (laughs) all the other meds in your system. So I was off my meds for two weeks and by the end of it, I just felt like complete shit to the point where like daddy had to come over to my apartment and like aftercare basically after almost nothing had happened but still needed that and I was just like a wreck. So please check interactions.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, I found out the other day if anyone here takes any sort of like um, focus medication, like Ritalin by Vance, um, Concerta, anything else, orange juice taken at the same time as it can also throw off the effects of medications like that. Mm-hmm. Anything acidic. Um, so if you like to have your medication and then a grapefruit, uh, double check that it's not going to. Um, <laughs> no squawker it's not deadly <laughs> Skywalker um, in the just... chat
0: OJ can be deadly
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought OJ could um, be trusted orange juice is out here too. yeah like names. I used to
1: take yeah I used to take um, Vivance, and if I had orange juice at the same time of it then it wouldn't work as well as usual and like the effects would be super different from day to day whether I had orange juice with it or not and then i learned the hard way by learning it through a Tumblr post that i shouldn't be doing that yeah and here i am letting you know that orange juice and certain medications is not a good combination also soup has a really really good piece of information here about antibiotics and birth control
0: yeah i was going to say birth controls yeah they they don't play nice with each other i'm really happy that he said that
1: mm-hmm yeah um Yee. so yeah back to where i left off on this slide here thank mm-hmm. god we've got slides for this or else i'd be lost
0: i was going to say this has been um, like a boon to producing Dear Jazzy. It's just you coming in with, I made a, I made a PowerPoint. And, I was just, and I'm over here thinking like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> because previous shows I where remember. we had a topic, I would just jot down so in my physical notebook, jot down so like, like four or five interview questions and let the conversation go wherever. You're coming in with like, <laughs> like the only thing I can think of, this is really going to date me. But on an episode of SNL when I was a kid, they were making fun of Ross Perot, which I know that's really old, Mm -hmm. but just coming in with, I got charts. (laughs) And if anyone gets that, (laughs) if anyone gets that, you're just as ancient as me. Fuck you. I saw that Skywalker. I realize that I am very old (laughs) to make a very dated SNL reference. But there you go. (laughs) Anyways, um, but to your amazing PowerPoint, I'm going to firmly give the talking stick back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of came up with a, a short little list of self-care options um, that I think are super-duper easy and also helpful. Um, so instead of being like, oh, just take a bubble bath, because then you have to, like, clean your bath and then find your bubble bath, because you probably stashed it way underneath the sink. And then fill the tub and make sure that the water's all right and, like, grab all your bath supplies and not forget your towel. Like, it's a whole process.
0: Or your bath friends.
1: Yeah your bath friends and make sure that your bath friends are charged up if they're electric
0: Uh, oh oh. it's
1: a whole process anyways anywho I came up with a couple little fun things like making your bed cozy with clean sheets and stuffed animals Mm -hmm. just like changing out your sheets and then climbing it after is just it's so nice and you're like oh thank god I did this um doing some stretches Mm -hmm. oh sorry Jessie you were gonna say
0: oh yeah no I was just gonna say that um That uh, I think people completely underestimate the power of clean sheets. And like, Mm -hmm. if you doubt it, like kind of like crawl into bed and you're not clean sheets, kind of like really like consciously actively take it in, like what it feels like. Go wash them, dry them, put them back on and then like come back and then take more notes and then you compare the notes that you kind of took in there. And then you're like, huh, Mm -hmm. that feels amazing.
1: I see that, Skywalker. I see that you've said clean sheets, however, are rare for Jazzy.
0: Wow. And I
1: counter counter with, I think Jazzy's sheets are usually clean. They're just a little more crinkly than everyone else's. Oh! Wow. Wow, dude. You're welcome.
0: I can't even... This every time I I do this fucking show I just get eviscerated. <laughs> Damn, everyone's popping off. Scott, <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking murdered the host. <laughs> it's like It's just that noise. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, juice!
1: Oh my god, juice. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Oh, no! Jace just posted an image in the live chat of what looks like, yep, that's myself, uh, mm-hmm. with a little fawny name tag in a hazmat suit sitting next to Jazzy, uh, who has a stink aura kind of wafting over to my side of the, the desk.
0: <laughs> oh, have you? No. Know, I go to Great lengths to make sure I always smell amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh my god, this is so funny Sponsored by Nalo, you piece of shit Oh my god Oh my god, this is going directly to Twitter Juice, please post that on Twitter And Bonnie and I will retweet the fuck out of it Oh my my god, I literally cannot I love you all so much Oh no, Gray has entered the chat What's up, daddy? Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, no, uh, Daddy, what you just walked in on is me getting completely fucking eviscerated. Um, <laughs> I, I am now deceased. Uh You're listening to my ghost. Uh, so yeah. Uh, hmm, about the PowerPoint, what were we talking about? Right, <laughs> it was my fault. I
1: take complete... Complete uh, responsibility for this one, and I'm proud of it.
0: <laughs> oh no! Hold on. Did I pin it? Okay, good. I pinned it. <laughs> there we go.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Um, but yeah, okay. So we about putting clean sheets on your bed. Skywalker, oh goddamn God it! <laughs>
0: what the fuck it's the meme guy like the stonks guy and says this is sitting next to jazzy stanks (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) oh my god
1: that was so fast that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) oh no
0: oh no
1: clean Clean sheets. Okay, coming back around to clean sheets. Doing some stretches. I like doing stretches. Um, You can just, like, follow a little YouTube thing to, like, do your stretches or have a list of usual ones that you do, like, toe touches or something. Um, Watching something fun is also a really nice little self-care option. It's like, the world is big and scary, and the world right now is even scarier. So, you can just stop caring about everything else and just go watch something fun like Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or um, um, I've also been jamming on um, Goof Troop on Disney Plus. Yes. Because that Yo. is an all time classic. And also uh, just saying Disney Plus is getting the Muppet show soon. So y'all might never see me again because I'm just going to watch that on repeat.
1: Is it uh, the old Muppet show?
0: Yes, it is. The original five seasons. Oh,
1: amazing.
0: Yes, like when it was a variety show and not the office format thing that they Mm -hmm. did in 2010 that we don't talk about. (laughs) Juice, yes, we do have to watch it together. We do.
1: Yeah. Um, And the last thing that I had on my little, little list here was making your space more comfortable by tidying up a little bit. I don't know. It's like clean your room, but also just, I know that everyone here has cleaned the room and felt better about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you can do that just a little bit in different areas of your, your living space and it'll make you just feel just a little more comfortable. Yeah.
0: Which I see your mm-hmm. rooms on Twitter. I see them and some of them are gross. Clean your room for God's sake, Please. <laughs> i'm not shaming and also here's I'm a pro asking. Tip. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and i'm shaming uh, oh. <laughs> i have a little bit of a pro tip. if you're gonna take mirror selfies clean your gosh darn mirror clean
0: your fucking mirrors if you're gonna take mirror selfies thank you oh my god that's such a pro tip when it comes to like pro selfie taking and also wipe and also the lens of your ass camera. Flags, yes.
1: Also that, yes. And I also see your wrinkly ass flags. Steam them or iron them, please.
0: I think that's oh, I love,
1: inver- I love wrinkle-free flags in the backgrounds.
0: So good. I mm-hmm. um, I also <laughs> see this a lot on TCG Twitter. If you have your deck mat and you're showing off like cards or something those deck mats are washable i know you want to keep the pepsi stain in there forever but you can it's basically a mouse pad you can throw that shit right in the washer put it on gentle and cold and dry it and you're gucci please your Mm -hmm. deck mats are gross (laughs) (laughs) skywalker says also tcg players please wear large enough undies eight no one wants to see your booty crack to which i just say diapers but you know who am i (laughs) 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 all right (laughs) um so yeah
1: once once, uh, you can get back to in-game or in-person gaming that'll be important
0: yes indeed Okay, mm-hmm. let's get back Someday. to this slide because we went to we, we went to silly land on that one.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice little 10-minute cul-de-sac there. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> so I talked about little self-care things that you can do. Um, something a little more serious is to have coping strategies in mind. Like if you know that sometimes you get sad and there's nothing that you can really do about it, um, just like having a couple things on the back burner ready to go. Like having scheduled therapy Um, in your worst times when you're just feeling like you can't just go do things. Having scheduled therapy can like kind of motivate you to go talk to someone and hopefully feel a little bit better. Um, Listening to your favorite songs can also help. Just a passive activity. Um, Confiding in a friend or journaling. Like it is the worst to be alone whenever you're like in the worst of your depression. Mm -hmm. um and your friends love you want to help you so if you just kind of tell them what's going on and be like hi love me they'll be like yes of course i love you um or journaling if you don't really want to reach out to someone else you can just write it down for yourself just get it out of your head and onto paper and then you can close the book and put it elsewhere and come back to it later indeed um Mm -hmm.
0: were you reading the same exact thing that i was reading
1: Yeah, and it stopped me in my
0: tracks for a second. It it, it totally did for me, too. Skywalker Ranch just uh, posted in... No, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. I used to write really angsty, really horny Naruto fanfic when I was depressed in high school and early college, and honestly, I'm going to slap a big ol' mood sticker on that one.
1: That's why I draw.
0: (laughs) For those who cannot draw, we write. For those Mm -hmm. who do not always write... We play angsty guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put out records and then you start getting recognized in Cleveland. And then you promptly back out of the music scene because it's weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be that, that meme where it's just like every time I do X, I do one push up. And it's every time I'm sad, I draw one line. <laughs> I'm <a> professional artist.
0: <laughs> one Mona Lisa later. <laughs> Literally though.
1: Yeah. Um, Also just like doing something comforting and healthy that you just kind of like to do um, on your own, whatever you can kind of come up with and just kind of having that on the back burner or like having that as a contingency plan for whenever you're feeling the most depressed. is always a good idea
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it can, it can just help to lessen those, those really sad feelings that you're feeling.
0: Yeah. Having a toolbox of skills that you can use for when you're in the moment, feeling sad is so amazing. It can really, really help.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little bit of planning and a little bit of thought, but it's so worth it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Also another thing that can really, really help. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no.
0: You're totally good. It's literally just like the internet lag of us like, talking across regions and everything. And they're just being like milliseconds of crosstalk and oh my goodness. So you are, you are all yeah, good
1: a, a second for the sound to travel when I'm yelling from Canada.
0: Yeah. You just have um, to yell really, really loud. and It'll travel faster.
1: I use the moose antlers as an amplifier. <laughs> but uh, the, the last thing that I was going to say about this was um, setting realistic goals for yourself is so important uh it can be overwhelming and frustrating to feel unable to do you know what everyone else is doing easily or like what you see everyone else doing easily because like nothing is easy for everyone um you can just break it down and do one part of a task that's a-okay you can just bring your dishes to the kitchen sink and then leave the rest for later
0: i want to emphasize Bring your fucking cups to the sink, you heathen. (laughs) We know you're there.
1: That's that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. You just need to bring them out of your room.
0: The chat immediately erupted when I told them to go take the cups back to the sink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much why I wrote this down. Because I'm like, everyone here, I guarantee it has at least one dish in their room that they've been looking at for like the last couple days.
0: I am proud to say that that is not the case in the Starshine household. We are very anal about no food entering our bedroom.
1: <laughs> even, <laughs> that's good.
0: Even when I lived alone, I was just like, nope, food doesn't come in here because then ants will come in here. And when ants come in here, they're going to they're going to get all over blankie and that's not a thing. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> juice juice has done it again.
0: Juice has done it again. Oh my God. So this one this time, is juice. Uh... No, no, you can go ahead.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I am the screen reader now. Yes. This one is Jazzy with the most concerned, Oh, sort of a look on her face, uh, as speckles looms over her in the background. Uh, with a little poof of air coming out from kind of underneath the desk area and the, the um, speech bubble from that little poof of air is going, whee!
0: Uh It's funny because my interpretation was, I look hot and bothered. <laughs> I look really hot and bothered <laughs> <Nice>. in this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I like how there's the mystery it's of where this. Very- the fwee is coming from Skywalker says. Uh, funny enough, uh, Speckles does indeed have a valve on each one of his fins. So, and it's kind of like, you know, it looks like it would be like correct as to where it is. So I'm just going to go on the head cannon of Speckles sne- sneaks up behind me, unvalves like, and just starts fwee while I'm doing the show, and I just get all fucking hot and bothered or something, and just throw me off. i feel like that makes the most sense and everything uh soup this would be an amazing time to to uh to repost the art that you did of everyone worshiping at the throne of speckles which for new listeners if you're not familiar with our lord and savior speckles um he is one of my oh ju says it's a fart joke but hey uh wow okay yes that (laughs) one so uh so, this is um, me, Soup. Uh, Fani is also in this. Just a bunch of people worshiping at the foot of Speckles, who is my giant uh, inflatable pool toy plesiosaur that uh, has like a really cute, like dopey, like cute little face. Uh, but he's huge and he's made by a company called Puffy Paws Toys. Uh, please sponsor me. I have given you so much money, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, so that is the tea on speckles. All right. Uh, speckles I am. Speckles is good. Speckles is good. Uh, I am looking back yeah. here at your PowerPoint.
1: Um, I've got one more sentence. <laughs> one, one last little bit and then we can move on to questions. Indeed. Um, The last thing that's really helped me to kind of get over my executive dysfunction is to just do 10 minutes of something and see how I feel after that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to see how many dishes I can get through in 10 minutes and then see how I feel after that. And usually after the 10 minutes, I'll just finish the task. But it's telling myself that I'm that I only need to put 10 minutes into it. That kind of gets me up and going.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. And maybe maybe you can't make it after those 10 minutes and you have to go do something else. You have to go stop that task and walk away. And that's okay. The world isn't going to end if the laundry waits another day.
0: Thank you, cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> Which, again, I cannot <laughs> understate the effectiveness and just, like, how much good it can do in everything. Mm-hmm. Also, to... Uh, The one who said, I thought Speckles was someone's fursona. um, I'm going (laughs) to copy and paste an image of my boy into uh, into. Look at uh, that
1: handsome
0: boy. Look at this handsome boy. Look at this orange squeaky boy. Speckles has graced us with his presence once more. All hail. All hail. All hail. Oh, and here's uh, some cummy panties on one of his spines. So there you go. You're welcome naughty nice (laughs) juice saying oh my
1: (laughs) yeah did we want to hop right into questions uh
0: yes i do um but first not before i shout out our friends at the usual bet um who is our sister uh podcast program and they are doing gangbusters on the podcast charts so huge congratulations um absolutely an inspiration I can't wait to see where your show goes, um, uh, further and further. I mean, um, but last episode, they (laughs) directly called me out talking about, um, they were talking about like, how did they combine certain kinks, uh, with ABDL specifically. And then they were kind of going back and forth like with, you know, the usual targets, like bondage and, you know, all that stuff. And then, um, they got to talking about, Oh, you know, pool toys because jazzy likes pool toys i was like wow Will you just call me out <laughs> so if you're coming here uh from the usual bit which i know a lot of you do thank you so much for checking out dear jazzy uh here's the full context we actually did a full episode where we talked about pool toys <laughs> so you can go back uh in our episode catalog and hear me talk for two hours about how much i love these big squeaky boys um But before we get into questions, I think the only thing we have to say is we actually have to talk about Camp Buddy. Hey, Um, which you can find on at oddswithgod.com slash Camp Buddy. You've heard us talk about it before. It's back again. Camp Buddy is the amazing gay erotic visual novel with over 300 unique illustrations, full voice acting, animated sex scenes like diverging story paths, 50 hours of content What more can you ask for out of a gay visual novel? It is fantastic. Um, You can check it out through our affiliate links on at altswithgod.com. Skywalker says you can RP as a bottom. Go buy it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely do that. But outside of the Patreon, that's one of the best ways to support the show. And a couple of you have bought it. So thank you so much. Yeah. Camp Buddy. Funny. It is time. It is time. It is
1: time. I color question. coded everything again
0: yes yes you did yeah <laughs> all right it's a good system it's a great system yeah. for i love anyone this
1: dealing with um for anyone dealing with jazzy she does know her colors well, so you can color code things
0: i do know my colors and people deal mm-hmm. with me they like to interact with me <laughs> <laughs> sad face <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am ready.
1: First question. Uh, first question is in purple, meaning it is for me. Um, hey. It is from Sissy Danny, and Sissy Danny asks, "Dear Jazzy, longtime listener, first time writer. LOL. What's your opinion on mummification? Being someone with mega trust issues, I'm afraid to try it and something go horribly wrong." Love Danny, the sissy kitty made in training.
0: Well, the way I see um, mummification is it's like the the intersection of of bondage and also something like latex for me. Like that's how, that's how my brain parses it. And, and frankly, I think it sounds really, really hot and I really want to try it. Um, So mummification is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a very intensive bondage where, um, you know, in regular bondage, you're like locked down and all that good stuff. In mummification, you are wholly locked down and kind of, like, squished to yourself. It can be a claustrophobic experience, so that's a very fair warning on that one. Um, It's very tight, so if you like feeling that, like, deep pressure, like I do, it can be really nice and really comforting and a fun alternative to just uh, cuffs and rope and stuff. Um, Absolutely find someone who is safe and knows what they're doing and will listen to safe words and everything. As always it is, you know, once Rona is over, it's always a good idea to uh, talk to someone at your local dungeon or meet up or someone and someone who is more experienced and talk about, you know, these kinks and like, Hey, can you give me like a tutorial on how to do this? Um, Our local dungeon here in Cleveland, Ohio is thankfully very much equipped to do lessons and tutorials. And, uh, Saturday is our play night. Sunday is our, is our class day where you can come at like noon and they do pancake breakfast. And then they also have like lessons on like, this is how you do this kink safely. And this one vacation, is one that you should, uh, like look up how to do safely. Um, A more extreme version of it, which I also think sounds pretty hot, is a vacuum table. Um, That one requires special equipment and like you have to be trained to operate it correctly and everything. Um, But that's my take on mummification.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add other than um, you're probably going to want to have a set of first aid scissors on hand. Mm hmm. And also have your safe words.
0: Absolutely, um, and especially
1: for the first time, make sure that you're not like gagged or anything, and that you can say your safe words.
0: Yes, and if you're past the first time, have uh, physical safe words that you can do. Whether it be like in the situation, you'd only be able to, like smack your thigh, basically, but have like almost like a Morse code. Like if you tap like like three times really fast, like that could mean something. Basically, no matter what situation you're in, having a way to communicate with your partners, uh, is, is very, very important. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
1: uh, that about covers it.
0: Yes. Um, uh, <clears throat> next one is blue, which means it is for me. Uh, this is from Skywalker Ranch, pronouns he, him. And he writes, dear Crinkle Cabal, uh, why I'm having a dyslexic moment. Bear with me. Computer is loading. Uh, what kind of, butt? what kind of butt stuff is the best stuff to stuff in your butt? There we go. I said it. That's a tongue twister. What kind of butt stuff is the best stuff stuff in your butt? There we go. Please keep in mind that while anything is a dildo, if you're brave enough, most littles are scaredy babies who cannot abide anal cacti. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh <laughs> well, uh you know, while everything technically is a dildo if you're brave enough, that's not exactly advice that the show is going to abide by. <laughs> We're not going to endorse that one, however funny it may be. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm personally a big fan of fingers and plugs, um, and everything just because not only do they feel really good when they're in there and they're kind of like a low impact, like it's not like a whole honk and dildo, you know what I mean? It's not like the commitment of it. And also you can like keep it in if you so choose to. So it's easier to get in. You can keep a plug in for longer. And if you want to engage in anal activity with your partner you're already like kind of like loosened up and stretched out and everything. And you'll need a little bit less foreplay than if you hadn't been like plugged for multiple hours and that sort of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I've got a couple tips on this one. Uh, The first one being choosing a good long lasting lube, making sure that that lube uh, will interact with your toys properly. So don't use a silicone based lube with silicone toys. Um, and you're going to want it to be a long-lasting one just because your butt doesn't make its own lube. Um, and if you're going to play for a while, you're going to want something that's going to stay on the inside and not get, like, uh, soaked up into you uh, very quickly. Uh, for toys to use on your butt, uh, anything with a flared face um, is going to be a good choice. You don't want to get things lost up there and then have an embarrassing trip to the ER to go get your buzz light ear shaped toy fished out (laughs) because it wasn't supposed to go in there in the first place Mm
0: -hmm. that's another thing if a vibrator does not have a flared edge or is at risk of going into your butt do not put it in your butt or let it Mm. anywhere near your butt if you really want
1: to use a vibrator (laughs) i am not (laughs) speaking from personal experience i just have a keen interest in
0: buzz Lightyear toys
1: of all sorts (laughs)
0: the worst thing to get lost in your ass is a vibrator don't do it it is zero out of ten worth all right um Mm -hmm. and you also touched on something Uh
1: if you do want to use a vibrator uh if you do want to use a vibrator you can put another proper toy with a base in there and then put the vibrator up against it Oh, and it that's, will feel like that toy inside of you is the vibrator.
0: That's the good shit. Fanny is speaking the truth right now. You're just dropping truth bombs actively. Um, But another thing you touched on. This is um, Butt Stuff
1: 101.
0: This is Butt Stuff 101. You're getting crash course in butt stuff. Um, you touched on something really important in that the butt does not create its own lube. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people are of the misconception that. If you are a individual that has a vagina as your setup downstairs, a lot of people think that those are entirely self-lubricating and they are not. There is literally never enough. You can never have too much lube. Like just because mm-hmm. you think like there's too much lube, that it's probably sound that there's not enough lube. There can always be more and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so when people say like until you slide
1: off the bed
0: yeah until you slide off the bed off the bed yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i have considered getting the amazon like oil drum full of lube and then just like completely like splorching like my pool toys and just slipping and sliding all over them which has created to to the law that there is never too much lube no for no matter Mm -hmm. what you're doing Okay, with that being said, Here. I believe this next question is for you.
1: That's right, you know your colors. Ah! Okay this.
0: I'm good. At this.
1: Uh, it's from Coco Poof Tartuffe. And Coco says uh, Dear Jazz Party, I always think of interesting ways to mix H-Play and ABVL with other fetishes, which now has me wondering if there are other good combinations that don't necessarily involve being a little. From Co the Curious Toof.
0: You know, it's funny, we were just talking about how the usual bet was talking about this exact topic on the last episode. Um, it's a good topic. It's a great topic, I agree. Um, and The other fish is not help me when good combinations are not necessarily being little. I've always, you know, I've always felt that, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on pool toys again, I'm so sorry. But bondage in pool toys is amazing. Um, I think I've actually Mm -hmm. sent you some of like the lace work that people do with them and it's like, whoo, that's nice. But also being bound to it or I guess like any form of like, if you're any form of an objectophile like myself, you know, being combining that with bondage to you can be really, really nice. Um, I also think that bondage and fear play it was really good or bondage and fire you have to be really careful with that bondage and knives basically what I'm saying is I really like getting tied up <laughs> so I feel like I have a yeah. little bit of a bias on this one I'm going to talking stick on this one
1: <laughs> Um yeah there's there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can mix like uh, diaper play because um, like we were talking about stuff that doesn't involve being a little mm-hmm or that doesn't necessarily involve being a little. Um, so, yeah, bondage is a really good one. Uh, bondage chastity is also tied very closely to that. Uh, Indeed. And diapers are really, really good for that. Um, let's see. There's sissification, dollification, um, forced feminization. All goes really well with that. Uh, and those are some of the things that I kind of like. For better or for worse um I'm trying to think about the kinks there's so many But I'm many. like why do i need to think about anything else if mine are the best you know mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: i think i also want to throw uh voyeurism and exhibitionism you can combine oh, yes. those with a whole bunch of stuff
1: yeah yeah um femdom mm-hmm Love Fem Dom. Love it whenever the, the Dom also wears. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: No, that's really good. That's like big energy mm-hmm. that I'm there
1: for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So is it like an older ABDL crowd thing to just kind of refer to wearing diapers as wearing? I'm just like cut out that second word.
0: You know, I... I th- I, I I have not heard it too much, in like the modern era. I've really, um, I really heard it a lot more in my years on a disc uh, back before a disc banned teenagers. So when I was fourteen on there, it was absolutely referred to as just wearing and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I definitely. I think the language has shifted. Because as we know, language is volatile and mutable. And I think the language has shifted to padded um, instead of just wearing and everything. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this person is wearing has changed to this person is padded. But I've also seen them like still being used contemporarily and like interchangeable and everything, that sort of thing. And also mm-hmm. Skywalker, to respond to, Jesse, how would how would you like being tied to speckles and a diaper to the point where you cannot move? Uh, I think that question has me hot and bothered and we should move on. Um, <laughs> and I think that <laughs> is an answer enough as, it, as it stands. Okay. As, uh, how would you look at that? I have the next question. This is from little pet sluggy with 100% E pronouns. She, her, uh, and she writes, dear Jazzy, why are demons so hot with like 17 T's? And the question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Uh, You know, I have a lot of theories as to why demons are hot and everything. Um, I I take it you're specifically talking about hell of a boss, which is like taking over the Internet right now. Skywalker Ranch, I see you coming in with a hail Satan. Fuck yes. Um, I think it's because like how demons have been personified through art and fiction and media has been um has been that of like this is the rebel uh type character and like promiscuousness and like good looks and everything and you just posted the exact image I've I was thinking about and I think mm-hmm. there's like a lot of like these characteristics that are put upon the characters of demons that are just like Oh, like they look good and they know it like that sort of thing. That's a very like philosophical discussion that is a little bit beyond the scope of this show. I feel like that's something that that Gray could really talk on because, you know, he he has, you know, a degree in arts among many other things and everything.
1: I have four words for this. Why are demons so hot? any titty percent goth GF. oh sorry that's five words
0: yes standing ovation please
1: indeed
0: <laughs> indeed yeah <laughs> i i was just going to go for uh, horns
1: also yes
0: also yes uh yeah uh personally i think the best character on hell of a boss is the furry bait because you know awu and then, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that is why demons are so hot. <laughs> um, yeah. this, this next one is All of for... of them
1: kind of have this, like, weird, like, spindly body shape that kind of gets me because it reminds me of, like, the, um, like, the MySpace and Nexopia. Uh, there's a throwback. Like the, yeah, wow. Like, the emo and goth girl picture.
0: You don't get to talk about my old Myspace like that. I feel like I've just been <laughs> thrust back three decades i i I am turning to dust was it, God damn it soup jinx <laughs> also saying I'm turning to dust. You know it's funny <laughs> Gray and i we were just talking about our old myspaces uh before the show because uh for work, he was putting together a website, and um the uh the the system admin that was checking his work was like. Holy shit, this is great. And he was like, thanks. I was on MySpace a lot. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> I'll see you on Dead Journal, says Alexi. It's a live journal, it's a Dead Journal, R.I.P. Listen, y'all can add me on Friendster after the show. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Just,
0: <laughs> oh my God. And Soup, I will mail you all the Irish shortbread that you want. Okay, let's do the next question.
1: Okie dokie. It's from JB, Bean Hot Dog Jello Curator, uh, who says Dear Jazzy and funny, pizza bagels versus pizza rolls, what are better? JB at the grocery store.
0: Well, considering that uh, we actually have a pizza bagel in the chat right now, hello. Um, I'm personally not a fan of pizza rolls because I feel like it's like disappointing ravioli. So I'm going to go with (laughs) pizza bagels just because there's more like bread to pizza stuff ratio, you know, like the, I don't want to say pizza sauce because that's just one thing. So like the pizza juice, the epistemology, the wholeness of pizza sans bread. There's a better ratio between bagel and stuff, whereas a roll is more stuff than bread. And also... I think it's gross that they go in the micro. I generally don't like stuff that comes out of a microwave because it's usually like really greasy and stuff, but I feel like pizza rolls have like a much exponentially higher grease ratio. And that's like a big for me. And also I had a really bad experience uh, when I was in eighth grade. It was the first time I was ever invited to a sleepover. Cause I was, as you know, not a very popular kid. And, um, saying you know speaking to the the audience as a whole as i've talked about before um where i ate my human weight at the time in pizza rolls i had like a whole goddamn fucking tray because i was an animal i was hyped up on mountain dew and slipknot and i had no idea where to stop and i ate so many that my my ass decided to betray me and i accidentally clogged the toilet and then it overflowed and it happens and then It went down into the basement and it (laughs) and this unholy soup got all over the bully's favorite T-shirt. And I was just like, fuck, yes, it made me so happy. But also I never touched a, a pizza roll ever again. No soup. This is not like GameStop because GameStop didn't have a happy ending. It was just disappointing. So that's the story <laughs> yeah. of pizza rolls and jazzy and I feel like I just put so much of myself out onto the internet and I'm going to regret it. I can hear I can hear Juice's pen just going so fast right now. I'm just like <sighs> <sighs> please no. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: god damn
1: <laughs> juice is gonna set a house fire with uh, how fast his pen is going for real um but also yeah you got the bar pretty high and i don't really have much to uh follow up with other than uh yeah pizza bagel pizza Agreed. bagel 100 percent pizza um,
0: bagel 100 percent yeah <laughs> skywalker said can we send you pizza rolls mountain dew and slipknot albums and beans via your Amazon wishlist, I'm going to go with a big fat no, because (laughs) I I hate pizza rolls. I don't like Mountain Dew, but you better believe I'm listening to Slipknot in my regular rotation on my Spotify, because I'm still an emo gremlin child. Uh, In the beans, no, fuck you. (laughs) You know, uh, Sluggy, uh, Sluggy asked about me getting a P.O. box. I absolutely have considered a P.O. box before because people have asked to like send me things and of all the time i want to do like in (laughs) transactions as it were and i don't want people knowing my address so i actually have considered a a dear jazzy p.o box so stay tuned on that one i will let you know uh the
1: the mail sucks right now so
0: yes the mail the mail is so bad right now i actually have um some cards that i need to um go up hey seller what's going on or you us uh usps what's going on because i have a couple cards that need to still get to me from when i started my Yu-Gi-Oh! kick a couple weeks ago i'm still like come on let's, i need those plague spreader zombies let's do this all right moving along though uh this next question is from skywalker ranch pronouns he him and skywalker Right, dear jazzy and fawn bum that's cute. Uh, what, is ha- what is one kink that you have... What is one kink that you have seen slash heard of that's an automatic red for you? Obviously, no kink-shaming is meant by this. Personally, I can't do any scat. No shade into anyone into it. It just looks too corny for me. That's valid. Also, that joke was corny. Um,
1: yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks. I hate it. Um, when it comes to, like, auto-red... um. I I think one of the few auto reds that comes to mind is like bull whipping, like very intense single tail whips because I've seen people get fucked up at our dungeon with those. Like, and I, I mean like totally like their entire back is just like last. They look like Jesus of Nazareth pre cross. And it is just, it is, it's bad. And also it's really hot. So it's, it's like, yes, I love having the shit beat out of me with like floggers and knives. And, you know, it's fun if I bleed a little bit and if I get like black bruises and, you know, that's all fine and well. And then I see like open wounds and I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) I think that's where I draw the line in everything. Um, Skywalker says the only thing more fucked up sounding than that is your middle school toilet story. Thank you. Um, I think that's like one of my few auto reds. Another auto red is like a certain level of like humiliation. Cause I'm not really into that also. Cause mm. I don't really have any shame, but also I'm not super into like public humiliation and everything. I'm into public expression Mm -hmm. as I've talked about on the show before. Like if you're expressing yourself in a certain fashion and there's no ulterior motive to it, you know, it's not super fucking degenerate as everyone will have you (laughs) believe it. I mean, as someone who, whose normal outside dress includes like Gothic stack platform boots and everything expressing yourself is fine, but Mm -hmm. I'm not into, Personally, I'm not into public humiliation and that sort of thing. So those are like the two only auto reds that I can think of.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I just have like one major one. um, That's like, it's a red to me. I know that other people are into it. Um, Just like spit and vomit. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, I I don't go anywhere near them. Um, And those are two that's just like, oh, if I see some content where like someone's spitting on someone else, I'll be like, "Eh." i'm good i'm just gonna look over here yeah i'm not i don't know it's like i know that it's not like super duper gross but it's also like something about it
0: yeah i think vom is also a no for me as well just because and again like like skywalker said none of this is meant to be kink shaming at all um But I think Vom is also going to be a no for me just because it's like, there's a lot of gut nasties that live in Vom and you Mm -hmm. can, you know, it's a biohazard and bad things can happen with that. And technically blood is too. And also Vom is, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty abysmal in terms of its chemical properties (laughs) and everything. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not sure if I'm into that. An- another thing that I'm not into, and when you said spit, and made me think about this, um, an auto red for me is any sort of like cigar, Ooh. cigarette, or smoke play. Actually, uh, right. <laughs> Gray just texted me; he is way into spit, and I think that's hot. Um, that's not my, my things; that's one of his things, and it's just like nice. But smoke, cigars, and um, cigarettes. Are something that I that was very popular in the pool toy scene for a while up until about like 10 or so years ago where it would be it basically a lot of the porn would be separated into like popping non popping the different types of popping and then smoking where it's just like oops and ash got on it made a hole oh no and that's like the whole premise of like the video and everything and it's just like and I have like some negative associations in my life with smoking and everything, so I think that's why I have like no, they don't fuck the hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole point of <laughs> Skywalker, they don't fuck the hole. The whole point of it is just making the hole and letting the air hiss out and everything. Um, also, I just saw lung cancers are red. Um, s- coming in fucking with the drawings again. God damn. Uh this one is gray off in the corner saying, "Oh god, it's all over the floor." And me with a panic expression going, oh, "Wasn't me." Um
1: That was that uh, gallon like 55 gallon uh drum of loops that you bought. <laughs> yeah, just all over the floor. It's all over the floor. It's all over all over the ring. Um
0: But yeah, no. <laughs> s- smoke is enough for me just because, you know, of like and if you do smoke, this is not a call out post on you. Um do what makes you happy um and also i don't like the idea of secondhand smoke being involved a anywhere near me and b especially not when i'm trying to get down and dirty and you know which is which is funny for me to say because i you know i do enjoy like fire and like hot shit and like wax and all that stuff but it's like specifically because of all like the carcinogens and everything that it's a nah for me mm-hmm. yes
1: yeah i agree on that one smoking no nope, can't do it nope um but yeah the next next question starts with purple which means it's for me um and it's from coco poof tartuffe again uh who says, Dear Fashion Squad, are there any gender neutral clothing suggestions you'd make for someone looking to start easing into more femme things hmm. from that one kitten?
0: Well, this is let me regale you with the tale of my gender transition and all the clothes I went through because over the course of my HRT, I went through so many fucking clothes because my body just kept like changing and changing and changing. And now it finally has slowed down with like the changes and my fat redistribution is more or less done and my boobs have grown out. So when it comes to, uh, gender neutral clothing, I think the big mainstay for a lot of, uh, trans femme people is, or or just trans people in general is big floppy sweatshirts, just really big dumpy sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. There's a meme, uh, that always goes around in the summer. That's just like, oh boy it's summer time for all the trans girls to wear heavy sweaters all summer long and and sweat (laughs) till they die and it's just like that's so true because i absolutely did that um but frankly um it's true when i was transitioning i absolutely enjoyed the combo of sports bra and cut off uh, t t-shirt uh specifically Mm -hmm. i went to cleveland pride wearing like One of my uh, one of my like really nice sports bras and then like a Ramones cut off tee. I had had that shirt since I was like 17 and it was all worn out and didn't fit anymore. then I cut the sleeves off and did a really deep cut on it all almost down to like my hips. And I wore that and wore that with some booty short jeans. And I was I was shit. Um, I think another one that's really, really big is flannel shirts. Um, I've no so are. I was
1: gonna say flannel.
0: Yes, flannel is yep. gender neutral. It's comfy. <laughs> it's warm. It's soft. Can't go wrong with flannel, and it's also cheap because there's so much flannel left over from the '90s in um, in your local Goodwill. Um, it is so good. So definitely flannel. Um, definitely, you know, those big comfy sweatshirts. Um, there are some yoga pants that I feel are very gender neutral. Uh, if you don't want to go down mm-hmm. that route, skinny jeans are very gender neutral as well. Um, and it, when it comes to shoes, uh, you, I don't think you can go wrong with Chuck Taylor's because everyone le- wears Chuck Taylor's and they're also really yeah. cheap and they look good. And there you go. <laughs> and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why um, I got, it.
1: I would kind of suggest, um, be a goth yeah everything in goth is gender neutral it is (laughs) it really is uh like kilts and pleated skirts um in goth wear or just in regular wear um i mean who's gonna fault you for wearing a kilt in public like everyone looking at you is gonna be like damn i wish i was that person i want to wear a kilt
0: for real um i want to (laughs) as 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 the resident goth and as the one yeah. dating Lawless Grey, who is also a seasoned lifelong goth, um, in goth, there is no gender. There is only void. <laughs> so just like wear whatever yeah. you want. And um, that's something that a lot of goth boutiques have picked up on, like Killstar. They don't, excuse me, mm-hmm. they generally don't have gendered collections and sizings, they just have uh, standard and plus size. And they actually use real plus size models, and that is like yes, more of this in the industry, please. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, goth, alternative, emo, etc., and punk wear is basically be alternative. Uh, subtext: be goth, <laughs> because there is only void, and it is fantastic.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. And for shoes, uh, yeah, Chuck Taylors are great. Also, a low-heeled black tie-up boot. Yes, I love me a good low-heeled black tie-up boot.
0: We effectively or a buckled ev-
1: boot. Go nuts.
0: Go nuts. Everything we just said is basically we just like the 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 doll the flash game doll creator that we just constructed is basically like make a. Make a trans-umbrellaed individual some brand between goth, emo, punk, and, um, scene. And just, like, we basically made just, like, a alternative dress-up game in Adobe Flash. <laughs> it's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. This next one yep. is from me. Uh, Jazzy Mud Puppy Starshine writes, Dear Fonny, hi, with love, JS, pronouns she, her
1: uh i reply uh swiftly dear jazzy hello greetings salutations with love f
0: oh my god oh Do my god. god everyone everyone <laughs> funny so to- funny Dale, totally messaged me oh my god i'm going to get so much fucking clout it's going to be so hype <laughs> okay uh in all seriousness <laughs> next question please
1: i'm glad that you think so highly of me because like I used to have a whole bunch of followers and then I disappeared and I came back and I don't have nearly as many. And it feels just a little bad, but it's also like I don't want to be perceived. So this is okay.
0: Oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> oh no, funny. <laughs> so good luck with that clout. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get
0: it for me. Honestly, that's such a fucking yucky thing when people try to like suck up to you and be friends with you just because you have like a certain threshold of followers. And you can always al- you can mm-hmm. almost always tell like what it is when someone wants to talk to you about something like legitimate. Like when someone hits me up and talks about magic and the occult versus when someone's just like, hey, you want to hang out? Can I see your tits? And everything. And it's it, it's just yucky. Yep. 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 Uh
1: I could continue on that for an entire other episode, but I think I'll leave that for another episode. Uh, And we'll go on to Squawker Ranch's next question, which is, uh, Dear Femme Force 2, what cartoon or anime awakened your fetishes as a budding phony and oozing jazzy? (laughs) Oozing.
0: Do you want to take this one first?
1: Oh, gosh. I'm, like, trying to think of, like, cartoons or animes that kind of got me into everything that I'm into and I'm drawing a blank. Like, of course it's, there's, there's the ones that are like, Ooh, hot girl. And you're like, yep, I guess I'm into women. Um, but nothing that was like, Hey, you've got this fetish now.
0: I think, um, less of a fetish and more of just like, Hmm, that's interesting. And like, but it's like very specifically not a fetish is um, I'm just going to say it flat out, right? The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess made me a furry and I will never, ever look back.
1: That's <laughs> not, very fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's very like, yeah, that makes sense. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the Disney movies, if it wasn't like children's cartoons if it wasn't so many other things it it, 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 the breaking point was legend of zelda just because it's just like oh cool i love link i love the ocarina of time oh he's a wolf now and i was just like "Mm, yeah okay i i want that but for me how can i make that be me and then and then i discovered furry at the ripe young age of 13 and i became a fucking degenerate after that
1: yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Twilight Princess should be on, kind of on like the, the timeline of things that have turned people into furries culturally, yeah. like um, the Disney Robin Hood movie.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. The Gen 1 furries. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Zootopia.
0: Oh, my God. Try everything.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Where the fuck did Try Everything go? That was such a slapper of a song. We need to bring it back. <laughs> i think that's your job now yes uh skywalker says do you ever ask gray to sit on your back and grab things to do puzzles gray is not my midna unfortunately but that's a very cute image
1: oh
0: (laughs) hey Fani, we're on the very very last slide
1: wow this is only gonna be a two-hour show
0: Yeah, I know. Right. As opposed to the 45 minute stinker that I put out for the 50 episodes. I still feel bad about that, everyone, by the way. Um, So that's
1: fine.
0: Yes. Uh, So this is a question that came into our email inbox and it did get shuffled away uh, for a few weeks. I'm very sorry about that just because I had so many people uh spamming the inbox because they want to build me a website or they want to sell me on another podcasting platform or they want to there are so many people doing book tours of podcasts since book tours are canceled because of covid so authors are going around and around on podcasts and since dear jazzy is under the lgbtqia plus tag on all the major podcast distributors people will search the lgbt tag and then like carpet bomb every single one of the inboxes without checking that just shows about diapers so it's like <laughs> awkward <laughs> and there's one person was just like ha huh, i'm a minister and i wrote a book about accepting your gay self i'm just like that's really precious we sin so much <laughs> the show is almost exclusively about sinning. So I'm going I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so between all that, I'm finally getting to your question. Again, I'm very sorry about that. Um Email question number one, which comes from Kimmy Cake pronouns she her. I cannot get my ex to stop messaging me. She keeps making new accounts and sending me messages, and I did just ignore them at first. I finally told her to stop. I've been blocking all of her accounts, but, excuse me. But she doesn't get the message that I don't want anything to do with her. I don't know what else I can do. Advice would be greatly appreciated. Love y'all. And this is a tricky one. Because not only, mm-hmm. you know, you know they're, they're they're block evading. And that's really, really difficult to deal with. What do you think?
1: Um, I think that Kimmy Cake is doing... Pretty much everything that she can do already, uh, where they, you know, they did the right thing by ignoring it and hoping that it would go away on its own, which these things usually do. If you ignore someone for long enough, they usually get bored and move on. And they also gave their ex a like a a verbal or a written warning um, Mm -hmm. or the message to you know back off and stop. So, uh, gosh, until it becomes a situation where you feel threatened or afraid I don't know if there's too much else that you can do but to continue blocking them until they hopefully get bored mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm. thankfully within our internet circles and communities and everything like the king circle, the furry circle, the baby fur circle, etc you know, our communities are are fairly good at self-policing so if you were to tell this person hey you need to back off or i'm going to screenshot everything and tell people Mm. to avoid you that usually has some impact if you say like hey i'm going to dump all of these screenshots and you're going to look like a big old fucking doofus uh maybe you should you should stop and you know that's a very extreme measure for Mm -hmm. very extreme means that this person is, is going through. Um, until you get to that breaking point, I would, I would definitely say like continue. Uh, I, I would almost say like right click and mute rather than block because they are alerted when you block them. And obviously you can't message the person anymore, but if you mute them, if you mute them, they can send messages into the void that you'll never get. And then they'll think like, yeah. oh, this is my chance and everything. So that's why I'm a big proponent of the mute over block policy. Unless you really want to send so a smart. strong message. Oh, yeah. sorry. I interrupted yeah. you. Um,
1: and I don't know why I didn't uh, I was just I was just saying that's so smart, Jazzy. You know, um, and I have kind of done the, the same thing with uh, one of my exes who after like eight years of not talking to him because he was a terrible person um, and outed my fetishes to my parents.
0: Yuck. Terrible
1: person, terrible person. Anyways, that's a long story for another day. Um, he did like message me a couple years ago after like eight years of no contact to be like, hey, what's up? And uh, I did the petty thing that I knew that he would hate where I read his message so that the read receipt would go through. Mm-hmm. And then archived the conversation so I didn't have to see it.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And he did that a couple more times and I would read it and put it away. And that pissed him off, um, <laughs> and then he eventually stopped messaging me because he just got so mad about it.
0: There you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a totally um, good way to deal with it. And I, I've actually been thinking about archiving some some of the messages um, that that I that and conversations that I get. And I was wondering, like, you know, if I archive it does it just go away? And then if they send a new message to that conversation, does it like come back? What does that look like?
1: Uh, this was over Facebook messenger. So archiving it, um, put it away so that I could go back to it later if I wanted to. And whenever he would message me again, it would pop back into my main inbox. Mm. Whereas if you mute someone, um, it will jump like that muted conversation will jump to the top of your, uh, inbox whenever you get a new message, but it won't alert you.
0: Mm. Gotcha.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, good mm-hmm. shit. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Funny. do you want to yeah. take the, the second email question?
1: Yeah. Um, I did leave a little bit hanging on the last bit where I, like, shared that personal story. Um, after my oh, ex outed me to my parents, absolutely nothing happened. My parents didn't bring it up again. They were very respectful and very thankful about it. So I'm fine.
0: Oh, that's good. That's and good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just figured I'd give everyone the good news. That's literally the best possible response. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dear Jazzy, this person says this is from anonymous. uh, Says, dear Jazzy, do you have any advice for a girl who can't stop comparing herself to others, be it looks, voice, or just in general?
0: Oh goodness, funny. I think you and I can both slap a big old mood sticker on this one. you know yep. th- there's the Eliza Schlesinger sketch where it's just like you have four minutes of perfect self-image per day, and then after that, it's just screaming insecurities for the rest <laughs> of your existence. But for that little blip of time, you get like a little bit of clarity. And then the rest of it is just self-consciousness. Um, I think you know we mm-hmm. as humans, we we that we that's something that we just inherently. Do all the time is we compare ourselves to others and that it's a really hard habit to break. And, you know, I definitely do think that it is a habit and it's something that you can kind of train down with time and everything. And, you know, there's healthy comparison. There's, you know, if you have a competitive spirit, you can be like, I want to do more of X than Y person and that's fine. And then also there are, There are times where you compare yourself to other people and it's not even remotely a thing where it's like, you know, I, I, I still find myself comparing myself to people who are extra smalls in adult sizes and can still wear like kids shirts. And I know that that is, you know, I look at that, I'm like, I wish that was me. And then I look at myself, I'm like, that, that's not, that's not a thing. And then you know, mm-hmm. I, I find myself i, I that i had I find myself at a place where I have a choice, where it's just like I can either, you know, allow myself to feel really emo about this, or I can be bummed out about this, and also recognize at the same time that my body as it is and how it stands is completely perfect because it is mine, and that's all that matters. Um, I speak mm-hmm. over and over on the show about how, um, about how I had really bad vocal dysphoria before I started the show and how through the show that's helped me uh, manage that and everything, not conquer it, but manage it. And I'll, I'll still get really dysphoric about my voice sometimes, even though some people actually think I'm cis and that just blows my mind. <laughs> um, but, you know, daddy tells me all the time that, you know, your voice is a woman's voice because it is the voice coming from a woman and you are a woman so obviously it is a woman's voice. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me and that's all that matters and what other people think of my voice doesn't really matter at all. And then, you know, I also think about how about how I'm a grown adult. I'm turning 26 in June and how I don't really have the time or patience to to worry about you know, stuff like that and everything. And, and that's also taken years and years and years and years of work and effort and therapy, wink, call back. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things where it, it sucks. And I think we can all say we know exactly what that feels like. This is one of those rare opportunities where it's just something so universal, you know, and, It does really suck. And I'm sorry that that's something that you're going through anonymous. Um, I really do wish you like the best on your journey and I'm absolutely positive that you have an amazing voice and you look completely beautiful. And it's just a matter of you discovering those facts for yourself. And it may take a really long time. Uh, it may Mm -hmm. take new forms of expression and new communities and everything, I know for a fact I I hated my body until I started doing my Patreon and all the photos and everything. I'm not saying that you have to start a podcast and become a sex worker in order to feel good about yourself. That's what works for me. So if you want to try that out, by all means, go ahead. But also, um, it's something that takes a lot of time and just like allow yourself to go through that process in your own time. And, And that's what I'll say. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, um, and I've got a lot of similar thoughts on that one, and also some different tips, um, or at least like wording the tips differently. Um, I went through a very long period of hating myself and comparing myself to others to like an unhealthy degree. And uh, call back to um, the part about the big bulky sweaters. Um, I did have that big bulky sweater that I would wear every single season. Because I was like, yeah, fuck this body. No one gets to see it. Because um, it's terrible and awful. And that's not a healthy way to think of myself. And if anyone knew that I was thinking that way about myself, they'd be like, stop that. That's wrong. And yeah, like, everyone has those little, little thoughts about themselves. It's very common. Um, and unfortunately, also common to, like, have really terrible thoughts about yourself to the point that you, like wish that you were someone else. Um, and to kind of get out of that for myself, I had to train myself like a dog almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to practice just a little bit every day, faking it till I made it. And, you know, so I still get those, those little feelings here and there. Where it's just like, oh, dang, I wish I had her legs or, oh man, I wish I had, you know, his arms or something like that. Like,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: also... It's a lot more common that I'm like, no, I am the hottest bitch alive. Hell yeah. No one can come near me. I am a beacon of confidence. And it was just through like telling myself little lies that were really nice about myself until they became true. Until I realized that, you know, they were true.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Where it's like, I'm good. I'm doing a good job. I have a nice body. Some people really like it, and I like it. Um, yeah, and yeah. as uh, Skywalker says, "Fake it till you realize you weren't faking it."
0: Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really think that you know you said something really profound there, and I think the common denominator between uh, between what we just said there was, you know, it came from within. It's totally Mm -hmm. something that, you know, you can definitely get help with, but it's something that, you know, does come from within and that's where, that's where the change comes from. And that's where the, you know, the self-love comes from is from within. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And comparing yourself to others is definitely a a product of, of low self-esteem, low self-love. Of the patriarchy. yes god fuck yes
0: yes absolutely but
1: yeah i i recommend to anonymous to practice telling yourself little things that might feel fake but eventually they won't feel fake
0: absolutely so are we ready to go to the next question
1: oh yeah
0: oh yeah okay this is from JB Bean Hot Dog Jello Curator. Uh, dear Jazzy and Fani, we've heard advice on concealing padding before, but how do I make my padding reach peak poof so I, so it can puff out my skirt, puff out my cute short skirt? Okay, there we go. Dyslexia. Um, I need to know because reasons mm. from JB at Hot Topic. Pronoun she/her. So it sounds like you want to so make first of all. Oh, I'm going to let you do this because this is your <laughs> whole realm because it sounds like she's trying to make a petticoat out of a diaper.
1: Yes. Um, so first of all, we need to understand the anatomy of a diaper under a skirt. Uh, where is most of the thickness going to be located? It's going to be like between the legs and closer to kind of like the bottom um, arc there where it reaches to between the legs. So it really depends on what way you want your skirt to puff out. If you want it to be like this is, really cute like Lolita style cupcake skirt, you're gonna need um, more fluff at the top. So you might need um, to double up with your diapers or wear like one of those fabric stuffer thingamajigs over over your diaper or something like that so that you kind of get that hoof at the top closer to where your waist is. Um, but if you just kind of want it to like have a little bit of flare out at the bottom you can just kind of uh, fluff up what you're already wearing with like a stuffer or something like that. Stuffer double up Um, cloth diapers are really good for that. That first one where you want a lot of bulk at the top. Um, Yeah. It's just about understanding the anatomy. Indeed.
0: I'm so happy you took it from like such a, like from the aesthetics point of view, I, I'm like, I was like, take, I was like on the edge of my seat taking mental notes. I was like, yes, go off. <laughs> I was so excited. But oh. <laughs> yes, 100% everything that Fani just said. I literally cannot put anything better into this conversation. So, yes, absolutely. Shall we do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry i just got really hype <laughs> uh shall we do the very yeah. last question
1: yeah from pupski Pupsky says i am no stranger to podcasting but a friend and i are stumbling into play podcasting uh do you have any tips on how to get the dipsters in front of as many abdls as possible and this is a question entirely for you
0: yes uh So uh, I know you linked me to your podcast. I did get a chance to listen and I did really enjoy it, actually. Uh, So thank you again for that link. Um, So when it comes to um, getting the show out there in terms of like saturation and everything, um, I come from a music industry background. And in the industry, a lot of time you're working with individual artists and bands that we refer to as talent and that's like the studio term for whoever is coming in to do the recording is called the talent and whoever is running the computer on the other side is called either the producer or the engineer. Um, When it comes to getting the talents product out um, as a band, usually what you have to do is do a buildup for a few months to half a year Put out the product, which would be like an album, and then continue content dropped off of it in the form of music videos and press releases and shows and more videos, and it's a grind to like always be plugging away at it. And that's what burns out a lot of bands, and that's what burnt out my band, actually, is hitting the grind for so many years that it just wore us out. Um and What uh, what happens a lot of the time is because of the way algorithms are set up for bands and for YouTube, uh, specifically YouTube, because that is one of the biggest platforms out there. And it also kind of works the same way for Bandcamp and also for SoundCloud. But those are those are different cans of worms. Um, YouTube specifically rewards and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter rewards very Constant, very regular, very substantial content releases, and that can really grind a band uh, down. And in order to build up your following, you have to keep putting you have to keep putting resources into making that content, and then it just wears down the talent and everything. Um, podcasts are very different beasts because, by design, podcasts come out on like a very regular basis so whether it be a month bi-monthly bi-weekly uh weekly daily which hats off to people who do daily podcasts holy shit i could never do that um weekly podcasting already is so much for me um in running a couple of shows but um so let's use dear jazzy as an example um a weekly podcast has a reliable weekly content drop of substantial content, of substantial quality and length, and all that good stuff, and how the algorithm on the major podcasting platforms that includes Podbean, um, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, those are like the big ones, with the biggest one being iTunes, because you know, Apple largely invented the podcasting format. But, you know, sending out audio files through an XML spreadsheet has existed long before Apple did it. They just made it pretty and marketable and called it the podcast. But all the major platforms that you can put your show onto really reward shows that have uh, weekly reliable drops and also a catalog, like a back catalog. Like, there's a reason why shows like My Brother, My Brother and Me always appear really close to the top, because not only do they almost never miss a week, they also have like 500 back catalog episodes. And why my other favorite show, the Mega 64 podcast, has also is closing in on 600 episodes every single week without fail. And there have been weeks where I've taken the show off and it hasn't made that much of a dent. Because fifty-one episodes in, there's now a big, huge chunk of content that someone who see who sees Dear Jazzy when they look up like H play or ABTL or LGBT, if they look up any of those terms, Dear Jazzy will appear higher on the list because of the higher number of downloads that we have that come from having a a more substantial back catalog that come from having a recurring content drop. And that drives more eyes to the show, which in turn gets more downloads, which bumps me higher on the, on the charts and everything playing. I, I think playing the algorithm is the most important thing. And just simply doing the act of releasing the show is more often than not one of the best ways to get the show out there, even more effective than like grassroots word of mouth. Um, whereas word of mouth is way more effective for bands and everything, but for getting a podcast out there, just um, what, what I did for the first episode for release day over a year ago. Now that's wild to think about is I actually had four episodes ready to go. Um, I released the first three on release day, So if people liked the show, they would instantly have more to listen to instead of just having one. And, oh, you have to wait a week. It's your favorite new show. And I have to wait. And that's also why um, TV networks, whenever they release a new show, oftentimes it's a double length feature episode. And I thought I can do the same thing. And (laughs) Skywalker saying releasing the first 15 episodes of my podcast all at once, it's probably not a bad idea. not going to lie. And then, you know, just keep plugging away at it week after week after week. So I would say, like, when you launch, um, launch with a back catalog and then just keep plugging away at it and really just, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: work that grind and everything. And then also right into Dear Jazzy. So I can say the dipsters podcast is available on Podbean. Wait, no, not on Podbean available soon i need to know where your podcast is hosted i know for a fact right now it's on soundcloud so i'm going to plug that and again thank you for sending me that link and everything but that that's what i would um say also uh never underestimate the value of paying 14 bucks a month for a premium Podbean membership because not only does it push your show onto all the big platforms it also gives you extremely detailed statistics and like numbers and everything. You can look at how many downloads you have in Argentina specifically, and you can go down into individual provinces of countries and see what time of day people download and what day of the week and what demographics this happens and on what platforms. The amount of telemetry that you get from going through a distributor like that or if you choose to go I I forget what some of the other ones are because I've been with them for so long but having the having your show on as many platforms as possible combined with just doing it week over week over week is the recipe for success in the podcasting world and I need to take a drink of water uh, talking stick
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to follow up to that because I have no clue about anything podcast uh, except for, like, as a consumer of podcasts infrequently, um, I only like a couple. Uh, <laughs> like this one. Dude-dazzy. Oh. Yeah. And I also listen to, like, Christine and Ben on Simply Podlogical, um, which is the spin off of her nail polish channel, which is somehow big. Um, and then also, like, of course, True Crime. Whenever I'm, like, alone yes. in the car at night, I like to listen to True Crime.
0: Crime? oh it's scary Question
1: mark <laughs> i think that's a very fun thing to do it, it totally <laughs> is
0: that's like a very big mood and i feel that just like in the fall wearing a sweater like drinking like a warm coffee or hot chocolate at a coffee shop and you're just listening to a true crime podcast with like a sketchbook or a notebook open that's such like a mood mm-hmm. that evoked a whole image in that moment <laughs> But yeah, so that is the T on podcasting.
1: Yeah, but also all the ones that I tend to listen to are uh, weekly or bi-weekly releases.
0: Yes. Never underestimate the power of a weekly release, even if the release date can be a little bit sketchy sometimes, as, <laughs> as with the case with Dear Jazzy. I'm sorry, I've been depressed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you want to know why, rewind the episode, start all over again. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. That's all I got funny. Is there anything else before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, is this the, the spot where I get to plug myself?
0: Yes, it is. Go for it. Where can people find Yay. you? How can people give you money?
1: Oh man. Uh, yeah. You can give me money on Patreon. I will take all of your money and, and care for it very, very well. I won't put it in GameStop <laughs> because I know that that boat has already kind of sailed. Yep. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Patreon under funny ABDL. You can find me on Twitter under FunnyABDL. You can find me on 34Cupers um, Discord Gallery um, under, wow, the exact same name, funny ABDL. Um All of my art is all available for free at the moment. Uh, I do also do commissioned work, so you can um, take a look at my art if you really like it. My prices are through the form on my Twitter page or my Patreon. Um, and you can also find me on do Jazzy here and there.
0: Yeah, which uh, by the way, we are very happy to have you on the show as like a rotating, semi-regular uh, guest and everything. And thank you so much for you know wanting to do that and everything. Thank you for that assist.
1: It makes me feel so cool. That's because you are this so cool. Just the coolest.
0: You are the coolest. People You're are listening
1: st- to me.
0: You're, people are listening to you live on the internet. You're a rock star now.
1: You yeah. can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a I have important su- things to say.
0: I'm a super bab. I'm on a podcast. Look at me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and I have all, as always been uh your host, Jasmine Starshine. Thank you so much for listening. You can um, as I talked about at the beginning of the show, you can find me online um on Twitter at Lil Jazzy Baby. That's like my primary social media. You can find me on Discord, which is Jasmine Starshine number zero 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 one. Uh, you can message you through either one of those to get, um, into our discord to hang out with us. Please do. Uh, our community is always growing. There's probably see some familiar faces if you dabble in the ABDL world at all. Um, we also have, uh, the podcast email, which I'm really bad at promoting, which is dearjazzypodcast at podcast at gmail.com. Um, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> um, That email is always open if you want to submit a question anonymously or just want to chat with me anonymously, just kind of quietly, that sort of thing. That is always open. Um, And I, oh, and duh, the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine. That is the easiest way to support the show. And in donating to the Patreon, you are actively supporting Me and my boyfriend being able to get a house together and establish financial security and independence and it really does mean a whole lot i'm always very gushy and lovey about the patrons and that's because i i love all of you and even all the listeners because your downloads give me higher stats on the charts and everything (laughs) that drives more people and i just went through that whole spiel so thank you so much in whatever way you choose to support the show it does it is quite literally life-changing to me so thank you so much for your support um Last but not least this is the part of the show where i do the bit where i say dear jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production please visit us online at oddswithgod.com uh you can check out camp buddy there you can check out the patreon there you can check out my links there the show you can find everything jasmine starshine there and finally we should probably put your if you have a link tree we can put that up there as well uh hopefully just no i don't have
1: a link tree yet let
0: me do that right now oh not yet a link tree or a card or anything like that uh, Thank you so much for listening. I have been Jasmine Starshine.
1: I've been Bonnie Evideo.
0: And we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Get the timer going. And then we can just start as soon as we're ready. Right, so there's no rush. <sighs> time to get the yard counter <sighs> out of the way.